What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. can't see it, but I am giving the camera two giant middle fingers. And you want to know why that is? It's because I'm a bad boy. I don't believe in convention, much like Kid Rock, much like Eli Manning, the bad boy of the Mannings of the Star Manning cast podcast on Monday night. Everybody's talking about it. Second biggest thing in media, as it's always been, is comparing sports things to non-sports things, dipping over sports pop culture, combining the two in one website together. It's an idea that my guest today and I fell in love with long ago. We've been plying our trade for decades. It combined maybe 30 years of experience in the field. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that for two people. It's Stephen Douglas of TheBigLead.com. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here to talk about sports and pop culture. So the idea for this is even 10 years ago, posts would come up and it would be NFL players as transformers or NFL players as the cast of 24 or NBA teams as Game of Thrones people. So there was all this cross pollination where in order to get your point across and you know, cynically to grab both spheres of influence, you would throw two things that didn't really belong together and just hope that the clicks followed. Always fun to write, always fun to dip back into. What are your memories in this space, Stephen, as someone who has published upwards of two dozen of these things through the years? Uh, I remember thinking they were pretty dumb quite a while ago. Um, Obviously, I'd done a number myself, but it's just so silly and dumb that, I mean, it must have been, it was seven years ago where I did like Kentucky Derby horses as Marvel characters. And if they were, what would their favorite character from The Wire be? Just like every, every one of these has been done so many times that. You're just trying to find some way to kind of flip it on its head. And like, that was something I spent probably a couple hours, like hours on. I had somebody do a Photoshop for me. And I mean, it ran on the Friday of like right before Cinco de Mayo, you know? So it got like a hundred page views. So you're telling me you went full inception with this? Like you went something inside and then another thing. So you kind of like, Wow. I, did you time travel? What even happened? I didn't know human beings could do that. Well, I, you know, I tried to channel if, if the horse was the superhero, how would he think about the wire? You know, it's, it's a question that many of us have asked ourselves and not many people have gotten that answer. I don't think, but you know, kind of at its core, I mean, those are usually things that appear different when they appear on a blog or a website, because it's kind of like 
naked in its completeness. Like this is what I'm trying to do with the post, but comparison shopping and, you know, making analogies and metaphors is the building blocks of like almost or all sports television, right? Like you see it from the moment you get on with get up radio hosts are particularly good at doing this. I mean, Colin Coward probably has done it better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he goes back to the well and it's always fresh is number one, there's a little bit of fun to it. If you've stuck around with him for a while, you'd understand what he's doing, how he's building it. And number two, it is interesting. And it's a great way to like make a comment about current events. So while this can be taken to like the ridiculous nth degree, it is like so intertwined to sports media that it's tough to remember a time before it. Yeah, I, there's that balance you're always trying to find where there's only so many ways that you can say, well, the Bears need to block better. Okay, you know, the last eight hours of people on this station have said that. So, you know, Colin Coward or whoever would try and figure out, well, you know, it's a lot like trying to get into a fancy restaurant. And sometimes there's no waiting list. And you feast on a quarterback. I, you know, it's just, it's something that you have to do because you have hours to fill and you want to try and make things relevant and, you know, fun. And I think that like the way that my brain works too, is I'm trying to figure out like, did they just come up with a comparison and say, I'm so good that I can make this work? Because I think that the brilliance is, you can just take two unlike things and start to weave together a narrative where they do make sense. So sometimes I wonder how much they're trying to just entertain themselves and people in the space, as opposed to like genuinely doing the same, like heat and reheat every single day. So to that end, I've asked you to do a project for me. We're going to go through it. I've asked you to compare every NFL team to another thing. And we're going to start NFC West leading that division right now, the three and O Cardinals, Steven, the Arizona Cardinals are like the creature report on Octonauts, because we're going to find out a lot about them this weekend when they play the Rams. So what happens on the show? I'm unfamiliar with it. Um, I don't know. They're these little animals that live under the sea and they explore things. And it's one of the less annoying uh, children's shows. So, and they have this little creature report, creature report that gets in your head. And my son has been obsessed with them for the last couple of weeks. And I think like extrapolating that to the football field, this team has been really impressive. They've scored 103 points, given up 65. Kyler Murray has looked very capable as he always is. And I think that if we were to be sitting here a month ago saying who's going to be atop this division at this time, this might've been the last name that came to our list. The three and O Los Angeles Rams are like. Uh, my ex-wife explained movie tenant to me uh, while I'm sweating out the bears plus four and a half. Go on. Oh, I don't know. That was just something. You said to compare it to something else. That's something. All right. The two and one San Francisco 49ers. 
Uh, they're like Deadwood, the TV show, because they found gold with Trey Lance, the only rookie quarterback who hasn't been exposed thus far. So I've heard so much about Deadwood, and for some reason it's something that I never got into. Is it slow? Because I think that the fear that I've had is it's going to be really slow-paced. Um, I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I mean, it's very good. But I don't feel like it's that slow. It's, there's a lot of swearing and violence. Uh, it's kind of like one of those ultimate HBO shows where it's just all that stuff. It's full of people you know and great performances. It, you know, if we ever do that podcast I was talking about last time, you know, you could come on and talk about why you haven't gotten around to it. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Very, very subtle there. What do you make of the Niners quarterback situation? It's Jimmy G is playing well, but I mean, Trey Lance is right there. It, it's such a bummer for Garoppolo for him to have that great moment on Sunday night football. And then it's like, Oh no, there's Aaron Rodgers on the other side. It almost feels like you can't win if you're being compared to someone uh, like Rodgers. And then you also have the fans thinking, Hey, we might have a guy like that who's sitting on the bench right now. Well, you know, we talked about this in that uh, preseason podcast that we did, how, you know, Garoppolo, he's, he's all right. And he's gotten them to the Super Bowl before. He's perfectly serviceable. And Trey Lance, you know, seems amazing in the brief, uh, brief looks we've had at him. But maybe he's only been spectacular in those brief looks because they've been brief because we've seen all these other highly touted quarterbacks who have been in really bad positions. Maybe the Niners are good enough that it wouldn't happen to them, but it's working out for the 49ers all right so far. It's very unlikely that four teams in the NFC West make the playoffs. And right now at the bottom is the Seattle Seahawks, which are like Uh, food poisoning. Because the only time I went to Seattle, I got food poisoning. What were the and also, also they're at the bottom of the division. What was this? What were the circumstances of that? It's not the kind of story you share on a podcast. You know, I was just very, very sick for about twenty-four hours. It was during March Madness where I was trying to work from the hotel room, and I like I couldn't even get out of bed for like the first or second day of the tournament. So like intentionally getting food poisoning around March Madness is not like the same thing as scheduling a vasectomy? Uh, no. Oh, and then like when I finally felt better, like the next day, so it must have been like Thursday, I was sick. And Friday, I felt better. And what I did for my, uh, my first meal was go to Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a man with an iron gut right there. Moving to my division, the NFC North no surprise here, or is it a surprise considering week one? The two and one Green Bay Packers are like. They're like James Bond movies because this is Daniel Craig's last film and Aaron Rodgers' last year. And I'm, to- and I'm totally on board with this because when Daniel Craig got the role of Bond, I felt like. I didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. The first movie didn't really make a lot of sense for me. He wasn't really my type of bond, but he has really emerged. And I think like almost like overshadowed a lot of the previous bonds, much like Rogers has done with Favre. 
Yeah, I, I've never seen a James Bond movie in its entirety. Can you believe that? You know what? Interestingly enough about Bond, I think the person who either wrote the book or the movies, their last name is, is Broccoli. So do with that what you will. Uh, next is the Chicago Bears. What a performance by them on Sunday. Anytime your embattled coach is kind of involved in a controversy where they might have tanked, specific player not good for the franchise so steven the chicago bears are like they're like your buddy whose wife left him and he's got this nice young lady who wants to come over and cook him a pot, nice pasta dinner but he doesn't own any pots or pans okay very good very good so what you're saying is that they have the ingredients right with fields but they just don't have it doesn't matter how good any of that stuff is if it's not going to be in a system that's going to allow it to thrive and do what it can do in an ultimate dish. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good Justin Fields is at cooking pasta. If he can't boil water. Do you think he's good at cooking pasta? I, I think he is. Like if I look at him, I, I feel like he seems like he would enjoy like a, a nice cream sauce. Well, it's tough. Cause you know, he just came out of college. So you think he would be into uh, something simple like that with carbs you know he's an athlete but also how much time did he spend in the dining hall and at team meals how often has he had to cook pasta yeah i don't i don't know i mean i i think that the like a, the next draft day movie should use that as like a pivotal plot point like oh he doesn't know how to make macaroni i don't know i don't do the voice very well the one and two minnesota vikings are like they're like rodney dangerfield because they don't get any respect and that is like an actual headline I saw on a uh, Vikings blog today. Uh, do you think it was straightforward? Is it someone having a laugh like David Brent? No, I think it was, I think it was sincere the way that, uh, cause I wrote about the NBA, NBA writers used to use that a lot compare teams to uh, Rodney Dangerfield. And I just found, found it was funny to see it again pop up on something so recent such I, a dated rep. I am like that thrills me to no end that people are still using that someone could be a blogger and also like be throwing a danger field reference out there that makes me feel a little a little less ancient um Kirk Cousins kind of looked good I don't know he's got such good talent yeah. uh He's just so frustrating. He's a frustrating individual, but not as frustrating as the winless Detroit Lions. My team, Steven, what's my team like? They're like the ugliest dog in the world. How they're so ugly, but, you know, you kind of love them, even though you shouldn't. Um, you know, Dan Campbell, he's he seems so fun and we love him, but, you know, the results are just hideous. There's nothing, and there's nothing they can do about it, it seems. You're right. And uh, gosh, I mean, yeah, the you do care about them in a way that you have fondness for them. But I would say it's almost just like your neighbor's dog. Uh, you see your neighbor's dog like once a week, maybe on Sunday. And, you know, you get a little thrill out of it. You run around a little bit, but you don't really like have the investment that you have with your own dog. And then something tragic happens to that dog and you're broken up a little bit, but a few hours later, you're ready to move on 
with your day because you never let it have that like sway and hold over you because you realize you just, your heart's not big enough uh, to eat all that grief. They played the Ravens really tough. I mean, they played yeah. them really tough, the freakish way to lose. I don't know if I should be rooting for them to win anyway uh, this year. So that's another part of the existence too, where you're like, Am I rooting against this team or am I rooting for them? Not a great experience. Tough to get too invested. A team with a great amount of investment with celebrity fans like Will Kane and LeBron James, the Dallas Cowboys are like. Uh, they're like Lipton because they're America's tea. <laughs> <laughs> and after I wrote that, I looked it up and Lipton is definitely British. But, uh, you know, I thought it was a good pun. I'm not so – like, gun to my head, I, my first thought was that Jerry Jones has never had a cup of tea in his life. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's, like, a secret tea guy, actually. Yeah, with a little shot – well, no. All right, there's a football team that plays in Washington. Their name is the Washington football team. Conveniently, too convenient, some are saying. What are they like? Uh, they're like the movie Tenet because I don't understand their name. What do you, well, it's the same frontward and backward. Isn't that what Tenet means? Like I, I haven't I seen know. the movie, but isn't the whole point that it's like a palindrome? I have no idea. I saw the movie and I don't know. It was, it was one of the most confusing experiences of my life. So where would a movie like that, that might be the ultimate gummy scale movie. Um, where you rate a movie based on how many gummies you need to maximally, you need to thoroughly enjoy it. So a, a score of zero is great, no gummy needed. A score of five is probably bad or super good. So it's it's kind of kind of out there. Gummy seems like uh, gummy score seems tough to to nail down for Tenet. But your gut feeling, what would you give that one? Um probably two i mean if if the scale is zero to five i mean it's five something the human could handle over uh two and a half hours but, yeah i mean it'd be some okay. you would have a lot of questions afterwards but it sounded like you had questions yeah uh, after zero gummies so yeah, i i bet if i had two gummies you know i'd just sit here and just marvel at how beautiful it was and how cool everything was going forwards and backwards when's the last time anybody did that for this franchise like 91 marvel at how beautiful it is like that's kind of sad like they haven't oh, rg3 really... okay you think so but that was so short that was such yeah, a short little spell oh yeah for any prolonged period of success you have to go back to the 90s but you know rg3 was probably the last time they had real hope and we're like oh we've got something here and i'll then, tell you what's you... a free take is we underappreciated rg3 the pro uh, because when you said that, I kind of like had to go back and he was pretty magnificent there for a short burst. I'm not sure we really understood what we were seeing. And it, and it was at a time where it stood out more in the league, even uh, though it wasn't that long ago. The winless New York Giants are like? Uh, the Statue of Liberty. And Daniel Jones is a shining beacon of hope. But, you know, the Giants are horrible unless they get him moving. Kind of like in Ghostbusters 2. What did they do with the Statue of Liberty in, in Ghostbusters 2? Well, they filled it up with the slime and then they played uh, 
know, Rick James or James Brown, I think, you know, happy, positive music. And then Statue of Liberty smashed through the top of the museum and, or the art gallery. And yeah, it was, it's a good movie. What do you think Fox News would be like if that had happened in real life or CNN really? What would cable news look like after such an incident? <laughs> wow, that's that is funny to think about. I mean, because I mean, most of those places are most of those stations are anchored in New York, right? Yeah. So it's, they'd be looking out their window and the Today Show, there'd be a giant statue foot behind one of the streakers and it'd be something to, to see the think pieces too would be uh pretty pretty weighty Our it's last problematic one. the philadelphia eagles are like an ex-wife who has the bears by four and a half <laughs> see as we go back because when i constructed my list i went top down and you started at the bottom and are working up from my list so you're going to see the progression of the jokes and that's, that's, that's built on previous things, which are now things in the future. So actually this podcast is now like 10. That's exactly. I'm glad that you're seeing this. I construct this. I constructed this to be Nolan esque and for you to realize that in real time is, is a great gift you've given to me as an artist. The NFC South is led by a team that we did not predict. I didn't predict it. No one predicted it. Carolina Panthers, 3-0, are like? They're like The Wire. Have you seen them? I'm trying to remember. Was the Wire discourse happening in real time, or was that something that people went back and watched? Like, when did The Wire start infiltrating commentary i mean i think that whitlock owned that corner for a number of years he did it most comprehensively and honestly i thought he was pretty good at it uh i I think that he like really owned that beat and owned that corner but i didn't watch the show until later so i was never really involved with it do you do you have any recollection were you watching it at the time that it was on hbo yeah it was pretty early in um my time seriously online i started the show um when the first time i moved into an off-campus apartment uh we moved in and we got cable and we got hbo so i just went through i was browsing through and i saw the show called the wire and i turned it on i'd never heard of it and the first episode was amazing and i went right through the first season and i got caught up uh well season two was on the air And so that was also right around the time that I started my first blog probably and, or maybe a year or two before. So I'd say the internet started when I got on it, seriously blogging. So yeah, I'd say it was probably like around the time that us, cause I remember reading Seppenwall for like season four recaps, I think. So I'd say it was around there, season four, season five. You think the Carolina Panthers are any good? Uh, sure. You know, I mean, they, they've won games. Uh, Matt Rule's supposed they want him to be a good coach. Uh, and he's now winning in year two. Um, and not Zach Wilson, but uh, Sam Darnold. 
has <laughs> looked competent in a new setting far away from uh, New York City. So they seem like they're going to be right in the mix. Tom Brady's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are two and one, and they are like they are like succession because they're full of very good characters who are horrible people and you just want to root against them. Man, is that true? Is that true what you're saying? I don't know. <laughs> Which part about them being horrible? Because I feel like succession, the best thing about it is, I mean, it might not perfectly translate to uh, the Bucks, but that they're all horrible people that it's fun to watch them fail and see bad things happen to them. But honestly, man, it's fun to see them succeed too. Um, but, but it's so often followed by something going horrible. True. True. I, 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 Tom Brady's 44 years old. And at a certain point, we need to talk about that. People don't talk about that enough. He's 44 years old. That should be all anybody's talking about. Like, it really should. Like, I'm serious. Like, if you created this story in a vacuum, it would be like, what's happening now? The biggest sport in America, the number one thing. Uh, he's going to leave. He's going to go win in Tampa Bay, this Florida team that, you know, like is just not a perennial power. He's going to do it in the first year. He's going to like make himself like dorkly likable at a time where it's never been more important to be like that. Mention the Manning cast at the top of this broadcast. It, it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, Brady couldn't absolutely not hang with the Royce. He's not there. And he's, he doesn't have that mean streak. He'd get eaten alive. He uh, he's a Tom Wams gam for sure. Yes. He is absolutely the kind of guy that uh, Kendall would swindle. <laughs> Just like set up a business meeting where like his, his new Brady line of clothing and pretend he cares and then put him out in business. Not touching that one. The two and one New Orleans Saints are like, uh, oh, they're they're like the movie Tenet because uh, I see Jameis passing for eighty nine yards and winning, and I just don't understand it. I I think yeah. I mean, what is he <laughs> eighty nine yards and winning in today's NFL? What do you have week one? He threw like a hundred and forty something odd yards and had five touchdowns. Like yeah. you and couldn't do that on really a video long. game. You'd have to like manipulate it. So like, I'm only going to throw when I'm in the red zone. I'm only going to throw when I'm in the red zone. Uh, I think it's time for us to admit that Sean Payton's a pretty darn good coach. We definitely need to uh, give him his flowers, which is a saying I don't like to say, <laughs> but I'm saying it now. Yeah, let's let's give Sean Payton flowers. Imagine if, like, imagine if like that meant we actually sent out flowers to his doorstep. Well, I mean, that's where the saying comes from. So, I mean, at some point, that's what people were doing. They're like, oh, man, this guy is really good at basketball. I'm going to send him flowers. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, that's the plot of Love and Basketball, I believe, another movie I haven't seen. Last team in the entire conference – the Woeful Falcons, which, uh, you know, they're still playing football. Not sure why. Not sure what the long-term plan there is just as an, as an organization. What do you have them as? Oh, they're like a loveless marriage where you're just going through the motions. It does feel that way. It does feel that way. Uh, 
I know that that team was beloved locally um, and, and regionally, really, in a, in, in a lot of sense, the way that football fandom is spread out over the South, over a lot of like college football fan bases and one pro side. But man, that team has just never done anything for me personally. Uh, when they have a game on national television, I'm just like, I know it's going to be a horrible experience. And the football has been particularly maddening uh, in the last, like, ever since the Super Bowl of watching Matt Ryan uh, fail to put points on the board when he, and leave like 20 of them out there every game. It's, uh, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I, I agree. The Falcons are not fun. Just like a loveless marriage. Shifting over to the AFC, we have... The two and one Tennessee Titans uh, should should Derrick Henry even be allowed to play? Like this guy's an alien. He is an absolute monster out there. Uh, one of the most physically impressive athletes I can remember. Like in almost any sport, the Tennessee Titans are like the Roadrunner because there's just he just keeps running and there's nothing that can stop him. Yeah, Derrick Henry is a marvel. Every week, it seems like, you're like, how can this continue? And then he ends up with like a stat line from his uh, senior year of high school. <laughs> he does. He does. It's like picking up your paper uh, from like in, on Saturday and getting like the high school roundup and being like, oh, the one star guy did this. Uh, and then at the end of the game, the coach just said, screw it. I'm going to have him taking all the snaps. We're going to beat him. We're going to beat this team without throwing the football. It's just going to be him taking on an entire team. I agree uh, right, on, right on with that one. Somehow the Texans are in second place in this division at one and two. Oh my gosh, this, this side stinks. What do you got for me on the Texans? Oh no, I, I wrote a Law & Order SVU episode. Are we going to have to edit that out? No, I, it's, that's what it is. And like, you know, jokes aside, like there's this air of, like confusion where we all agree with what's happening, but nobody's really giving voice to it. It's like, we're not going to pay attention that like this person could be out there playing arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL is just there existing only as an elephant in the room. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's so weird. I knew that once the season started, we would move on to other things, but it does seem to be uh, this pretty big, uh, you know, third rail topic. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy, especially when their starting quarterback went down and then they've got this rookie quarterback in there who was just thrown to the wolves and completely unprepared. And you've got this, Pro Bowl quarterback just collecting paychecks and sitting at home. I assume he's sitting at home. It's just crazy. It's the it's the wildest thing in a very wild sports league. The Colts awful. Owen three. What do you got? Uh, they're like all those commercials with Dan Levy. That you know it's it's football. I I kind of. I'm supposed to like them and they're fine, but I just get them off my TV. Huh? Dan I don't, I don't know. I was trying to figure out a way to make it connect. I just saw Dan Le Levy commercials and I actually don't mind them because I love Schitt's Creek and I love Dan Levy. 
Yeah, I have I, no real thoughts on the Colts. They stink. Yeah, Carson, the Carson Wentz thing. Um, Ankles. Kind of baffling to me because it felt like a preventable disaster or, or at least mistake in real time. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Like, you're going to do what with who? And here we are. Uh, what always happens has happened. And I don't think it's his fault. But at a certain point, like, intentions don't really matter in the NFL if you're not out there uh, playing and competing and they've probably resigned themselves to a couple more years of basically indifference uh, from the league at large, because I can't see them competing next year. Uh, And that's saying a lot considering how bad that division is. Uh, Next one for you, Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer three losses in September is a weird Urban Meyer, huh? What do you got for me on the Jaguars? Uh, the Jaguars I've got as Tiger King because they are sad big cats. Where do you think Urban Meyer's coaching next year? <sighs> Nowhere. He usually takes a year off after he leaves a program in uh, shambles, right? And then yeah, he I don't see. I just their- don't think. He's, I just don't think he's going to leave. I mean, you get these stories where he's saying, "Oh, every team's like Alabama." Or I didn't really anticipate xyz like i don't think that that's true like urban meyer didn't have his eyes open when it came to like what the nfl was when he went there like i think he's in it for the long haul haul and i think he's going to be successful eventually if he gets a few years the real problem to me seems to be at least at this point and again super overreaction haven't seen enough but like trevor lawrence doesn't look any better than like joe burrow looked last year and i hope he at this point i hope lawrence looks as good in his second year as burrow looks in his second year yeah that's crazy myers only 57 it feels like most of the other coaches of his elk are like in their late 60s so i mean if he's healthy then you figure he's got another 10 15 years in him at least um yeah lawrence hasn't been spectacular but i mean He's like all the other rookie quarterbacks. They're in bad positions. So what can he really do? Yeah. He's got to take his lumps. Exactly. Yes, it is. Uh, the NFL might like cancel hard knocks, but like they're sending all the rookie quarterbacks with like actual school of hard knocks here. Uh, God, what was that? Was that a Rick Riley joke? What, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, AFC East, Buffalo Bills, two and one, bad opening game against the Steelers. Pissed them off pretty, uh, pretty fiercely, and they've looked uh, pretty mean. Yeah, they're like a list of uh, things that are like Game of Thrones characters. They're they're a bunch of characters. Those Buffalo Bills, just like they, on Game of Thrones. They really are. Are you? Do you think you're gonna actually cry if an unvaccinated player wins Super Bowl MVP? Cry? Oh no! Uh, how I mad are you? Gonna, I don't really care. What's gonna be your reaction? I mean, we've already, oh, we haven't seen it yet. That was, that was baseball happened before the, uh, the vaccine, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Bad people win sports trophies all the time. That's, it's not really that big a deal. I just feel like they should, you know, be better people and help society a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, let's, let's be realistic here. You're, yeah. you're living hot pie in the sky. They're all hopped up because you watched Tenet and didn't understand it. <laughs> Miami Dolphins, one and two. Not great. What do you got for me on South Beach's team? 
See, this is like the the very first. This is supposed to be the very first joke. The uh, Miami Dolphins are like the Bears by four and a half. Oh, so you were gonna like build it through time and then get the payoff? Yeah, I, it's it's a nod to uh, guess the lines. You know, I start with guessing a line, and then I start talking about uh, friends who are having trouble with their marriage, and then I combine them with a pop culture reference like Tenet. Do you know how good that would have been if I had just not messed with it and, and started the other way? Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's it's my bad. <laughs> Thoughts on Tua? He's just kind of there at this point. Um, like, what's going to be his spark? Like, I'm starting to get a little nervous that it's just not there. Like, they wait for the flame to hit the gasoline and stuff to really start like popping off. But I, I'm not so sure that he has that like explosive potential in his future. Yeah. It's tough for quarterbacks because, you know, it's the NFL and it's a team sport football. So, but the quarterbacks get all the credit or the blame and to his like with the rookie quarterbacks, he's in a, he's, he's not in the worst position, but he's not in a great position either. So his opportunity to look great is limited. So maybe if the Dolphins can build around him and then he'll look good. And if they can't, then maybe he ends up somewhere else. New England Patriots one and two Mac Jones came back to earth. The Patriots are akin to uh, clam chowder because they are in new England. It's true. You know, I thought yeah, that I was starting okay. off simple. Okay, <laughs> but we're not. We're closing. You're petering off here. Again, terrible construction by myself. Do we think what's the end point for Belichick if the next two years don't make the playoffs? And I say end point, like maybe that sounds crazy to say, but let's say like two more empty years. What what are what is our conversation around Belichick? quickly but also like what is his motivation to keep going like could that be it like he's kind of got to win something somewhat soon to stay in the game i would think but then again he's you know he's old good luck figuring his brain out he's he's quite old he's like 70 he's not like urban meyer he's he does not have a decade left um he's got to try and build something with mac jones because if he can't build something in Mac Jones and he threw Cam Newton away, you know, that the Cam, the Mac Jones decision already looks suspect. Um, I mean, why couldn't he sit and it seems like every one of these rookie quarterbacks could have, it wouldn't have hurt them to sit because they're horrible right now. So maybe one more year of Mac Jones learning the system and seeing how Cam Newton operates as just a professional quarterback, maybe not as, you know, the guy with the weird hats who calls him Mac and cheese, but like seeing him actual, actually do football stuff and prep and teach him some stuff. Cause I mean, Cam Newton has been successful. He knows what he's doing out there, but he was obviously in a bad position last year. And so was Belichick and so are the Patriots. So I don't know. He's, if he doesn't start winning soon, the conversation around him is going to get a lot uglier, uh, especially as Brady continues to win, that people are going to turn and say, well, maybe he's not the best coach ever. 
file that takeaway that Belichick made a mistake with Mac Jones over Cam Newton, because I think that could be gold um, at, at the end of the year. And it honestly, well, so might, far, honestly might be true. Yeah. So far it hasn't been the right call. No, uh, I mean, sorry. I keep interrupting. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I, I was just going to say so far, I mean, Cam Newton couldn't have done, wouldn't have been worse. You know, it's like Bill Simmons for the uh, GM job in Minnesota, you know, that's about as bad as it could go. So you can't say that doing the other thing would have been wrong. The Jets have yet to win. And that makes them like what? No, I actually have them down as being a loveless marriage as well. Was that just poor editing? Rushing? Yeah. What happened? Well, you know, I, I made I made most of the list last night, and then I was working on it again when I had that extra hour today, and I must have just missed that one. But I'm going to redeem myself in the AFC Central or North. Yeah, let's do the AFC Central. The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm starting to feel better about, uh, you know, not going in the right direction if there's uh, – some redundancy here. Why don't we go to the AFC North as requested? I don't know what sport we're playing anymore. Cincinnati Bengals two and one. Joe Burrow mentioned him earlier. Like him, the Bengals. I, I don't. I don't have any idea where you're going with this one. What are they like? I don't. I don't even know where I would start with the Bengals. They're like the 1998 Bare Naked Ladies album stunt because they've got a couple of hits. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. You know, Bare Naked Ladies slept on them. And I turned on them because they played the one week song so much on the radio. You know, growing up, you had one radio station to listen to kids. And <laughs> like they would had a rotation of maybe like maybe 25 songs. Like they would literally, literally play the hits. And that one week song got played to death. And I didn't appreciate like the wit and cleverness of them. Uh, I think that was lost on teenagers. But as I get older, you listen to like million dollars. We that was in the car the other day, and my six-year-old son like loved it. It really spoke to like his sense of like imagination. So it's pretty amazing that they were able to make like huge pop hits that were kind of like fun fan experiences in like a way that I mean, what a group that didn't look like rock stars. They kind of looked like a, a band full of Seth Rogans sort of. Well, you know, they're Canadian, so they're supposed to look like that. And I, I heard on uh, Pop Rocks on Sirius XM. I don't know if that's where you heard them. Yes, it? it is. Okay. Well, I, I heard them talking, a couple of the band members talking about the song and how it started as like, they would do impromptu raps. They would do freestyle rapping on stage. And that's kind of where that song came from. So, you know, I don't see how it's not like the Bengals. Your Honor, I, I rest my case. The Ravens, two and one. Let me tell you, something about the way the Justin Tucker field goal hit the crossbar and seemed to gain speed. I'm not saying there was something weird going on with that ball, but I'm not not Ooh. saying it either. I, I kind of want this corner where 66-yard field goal, then it hits the crossbar, and it's as if it would have been shot out of a cannon. I don't know. I would say if that ball's in Canton, why don't we go ahead 
get Nicolas Cage, maybe Ethan Hunt involved and, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit of recovery work and get that thing tested. Wow. But what I, are the Ravens that, like? That's a wild conspiracy. And I'm just so excited to tell you that the Ravens are like the wire because they're from Baltimore. Yes, that's the second team that's like the rate or like the wire. You know, there's a scene in the wire where that involves going to Camden Yards, I believe it was called at the time. And yeah. Jay, a young, unshaven Jake Arietta appears. Yeah. Okay. Or is it Jason Worth? A young, unshaven Jason Worth. One of the two. Um, yeah, Baltimore. I, I, I had, I would, I did have a thought about Baltimore. Like why doesn't Baltimore get more small market love? Like this is a side, these are teams we should kind of be getting behind. And I feel like they don't adopt kind of like not second class, but you know, like they're surrounded by giants in, in DC and New York. Like, it's kind of like, why not play that working man, um, Detroit Liverpool type uh, type branding and, 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 and do that. And maybe they have, maybe the football team does reflect that in some way. You started talking about baseball players and I was thinking about, yeah, why don't people like the Orioles more? But yeah, the, uh, the Ravens they're they've, they've won some games this year. They're, I think they're contenders. I mean, Lamar showed the ability to move the ball when he needs to do it via the air and Justin Tucker is a madman who maybe cheats. We don't know. That's what some people are saying online, but yeah, I, I enjoy the Ravens. I really like watching Lamar Jackson when he's able to do his thing. He's a fun player. Cleveland Browns two and one are like uh, that one crayon, you know, the one that the crayon, the color crayon. Oh, brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy that I think that the Browns have the best helmet in the NFL, and it's a different color than their team is called. But they stuck like, numbers on them last week, didn't they? That's an abomination. Like, the, yeah. the beauty is in the simplicity. The same thing with Penn State. Don't mess with perfection. Don't gum it up with – extra stuff people like just the plainness of it because it stands out just like the Steelers the logo on one side Michigan State wore the block s on Saturday against Nebraska and it was only on the right side of their helmet little stuff like that is cool yeah it was it was jarring to see almost the Browns helmet is it, it is a beautiful helmet and just like it looked like they were like stuck on my like children yeah overthinking it i don't like it steelers one and two what are they like they're like uh an old guy that goes to a fantasy camp because you know he wants to see what it's like to play professional sports and that's exactly what ben is doing right now he's just hobbling around back there pretending to be a real real nfl quarterback it's tough to watch i did have a comparison for this one and it's uh ben roethlisberger is like gerard butler and den of thieves like that's kind of how he's living his life at this point. Like he might've cut out the donuts and uh, 
for a short period of time, but like he's living fast and he's living hard, even when he's healthy. Like I can feel like Ben Roethlisberger on a diet is like somehow more like reckless than what he's been doing his entire career. Such a high degree of variance for this team. Uh, It kind of makes me appreciate what Mike Tomlin has done through the years, keeping them so consistent. So if Neil Young wrote a song about uh, Ben Roethlisberger, would it be called The Donut and the Damage Done? I I think so. I I think it would. Boy, you're telling, man, (laughs) listening to some Neil Young with Roethlisberger, like in like maybe an open air Jeep, sounds like like a nice situation. I don't even want to speculate there. We have one last division to do. Undefeated team, the Las Vegas Raiders are like... They're like playing Jack, blackjack until 10 p.m. So I don't think that blackjack is a fun game. Uh, I do not like the way that you're judged when you're playing. I don't like the peer pressure element of, a, of it at all. I don't think it's fair that like other people are influencing the luck that you're having out there. And I hate that dynamic so much. Have you ever had a bad experience playing blackjack? I've only played like actual blackjack. I guess casino maybe twice. We that's just never really been a part of uh, my friends and my uh, thing. You know, I've been to Vegas a couple times, but that was alone for work uh, towards the end of the poker boom. So I was playing a lot of poker. I like playing poker at uh, casinos, but that's, it's been a while. We're like, we just got a casino that's probably like 20 minutes away. But for the most part, it was like an hour and a half. It's quite a, it's quite a drive, you know, to just go and lose money and then try and get home. Do you think we're going to have to write the eventual we were wrong about John Gruden piece? Well, she hasn't quite earned that $100 million yet. But uh, things are trending in the right direction. And uh, Carr is on pace to, like, smash the single-season passing record. Um, so, you know, good for those guys. You know, Gruden's a, he, he loves football. He loves guys. And Carr's a guy. So I'm happy that it's working out for those guys. Good for guys and bros in Vegas to, to have good things happen. It's the stuff that stories and legends are made of. The Denver Broncos are 3-0. and how and what are they like? Well, they're like hand soap because they're very important and they are uh, have a clean record right now. I don't know how they're how they're winning. I haven't seen any of their games. You know, you know, I every Sunday I work, you know, and we're trying to get up our blog posts and our tweets. And so I have like my computer and then another computer in front of me with the red zone playing. So it's like for those four hours, I, it's just information pummeling me. And I don't really have a chance to do anything but try and like find highlights. So I have no idea how the Broncos are winning. I get to watch Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night. And those are like the only times that I actually get to concentrate on how teams are playing. So until the Broncos make it to the bright lights, then I will just say, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater is actually pretty good. 
But maybe that's the right take all along. Maybe that's exactly what everybody should be doing. And once again, the analog man wins over the digital one. We got two more teams left here, and I'm curious to hear what you think they're like. I think that so far this list has been wildly all over the place. Uh, you know, the makings of a of a demented mind, and it's been fun to go on this journey with you. <laughs> two and one Chargers. I'll tell you who's a guy is Justin Herbert, but the team as a whole is like uh, Squid Games. Have you seen this? No, what is that? It's on the uh, it's on the when you log into Netflix or whatever. Yeah, it's on the Netflix. Tell me about it. I'm I'm two episodes in right now. You know, it's it's really good. Um, and like the Chargers, you should check it out. You should watch it because they're they're pretty good. Any 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 word on the plot? What what's what is it? You gave me nothing. Well, well, it's like these people are taken and they're kind of put on an island and they're supposed to play these games um and if they win the games they win money and it's already through uh two episodes it took a twist i didn't see coming where they kind of reset the entire thing but they went back to it and i don't know it's good uh there's another show kind of the same that was a, a Japanese show that was on Netflix. It's still there called Alice in Borderland, which I feel like kind of has the same uh, beginning premise. And that was also very good. And that went a different pl- different direction towards the end. So yeah, Squid Games, it's, it's a good show. And, so it sounds and it's like... one of those things that people are talking about it. it sure, man. I mean, I guess, I guess that's, I, I believe you. Now I finally know who... Uh, the writers are speaking to when they say a new dramatic twist will change everything. Cause that's you, because you have been yeah. delighted that something has changed everything two different times. And that's great. I love a twist. And I swear he doesn't love a twist. Okay. So the last team I want to talk to you about and the only team that really matters in terms of this list, because I mean, it's the one that everybody is talking about Kansas city chiefs one in two. So what could they possibly be like? They're like a good breakfast sandwich. Because Patrick Mahomes is fun. You know, again, if you put this in the middle of the episode, it kills. But I mean, towards the end of the episode, you got me ending with breakfast sandwich. (laughs) But I don't know. You know, the Chiefs are going to turn it around, I think, as long as Andy Reid's okay. Uh, Keep him hydrated. And... And they're going to add, oh, they're going to add Josh Gordon, which makes a lot of sense. He's had a lot of success lately and he won't be gone. He won't, yeah, he'll, he will definitely fail the gummy scale at some point, you assume. Yeah, I, I anticipated that. Well, once again, you know, I think it's only appropriate that it ended like that. Like, uh, you know, I set you up, I set you up for failure. Um, I guess I've been. Just- it was supposed to end with my ex wife. Explain the movie Tenet while I'm sweating out the Bears plus four and a half. So you know that's a punchline. So imagine that that would have been that would have been really good. Um, this NFL season is kind of like the opening credits of a movie. Um, you're kind of seeing who might play a big role and what type of thing they're going to bring to the table. 
but it's still early. Like you're just getting into it. So there are some things to take away and some things that are going to make you better informed about what's going to play out throughout the movie. But it's all right if you don't know, like, the director of photography right now. Like, you don't need to know everything. Like, the movie's going to take care of you. Like, this, the season is going to move in ways that you're going to be able to keep up with it. Um, and we will be there every step of the way trying to make analogies, use <laughs> metaphors, link similes, do all that stuff. Steven, it was great to get your perspective on what things aren't. And maybe the next time we speak, we can talk about what things are. Oh, that's, uh, that sounds like a twist in itself. And I can't wait. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 